0: open and we'll just uh yeah we should have been 10 minutes ago yeah we should just we should have just started it when we were talking um which you know that's i i am in the habit for limited engagement of just hitting record and just because you know sometimes i'll edit out a little bit of the beginning but yeah. uh most of the time it's just we just dive in and start um but for this and for for some of the other ones i i try to give a little bit of a of a heads up or whatever yeah but, i can't hear anything
1: in my cans <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh that's a great sentence but that's also because i had your headphones turned all the way down Uh,
2: okay
1: there we go um i had now i can hear myself talk
0: (laughs) yeah there you go it's (laughs) (laughs) um what was i was i gonna say i forget what i was gonna talk about with that though but I should probably say uh, this is what the what the fork. What is this called? Which podcast am I recording? Uh, this is what the fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. Uh, you can email us at whattheforkpod at gmail dot Follow us on Twitter uh, at whattheforkpod, and um, I think that's that's it. We
1: want to hear from you, fork buddies. That's, that's right. What we're calling
0: you. Yeah, th- I did try to start. I started, tried starting a hashtag with that hashtag Fork Buddies. <laughs> um, I, I'm still not sure that I'm in love with it yet, but it's the it's the uh, it's it's stuck so far. It's the catchiest of the uh, of Sorry. the openers. I I, I
1: I can tell you that long time supporter of the of the podcast, uh, my AKA wife, Kristen. your wife, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, is uh, and is going a long time fork buddy does approve of the term, of the fork buddies of the All fork right. buddies.
0: All right. Um, so we're talking episode five of The Good Place today, um, because it comes after four. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, where do we, I'm gonna, okay, so we were, we were talking briefly. Um, uh, I had not noticed that the director of this episode, Drew Goddard, um, or or that the director of it was Drew Goddard. And why don't you talk about where people would hopefully know him from because it's a fantastic film.
1: Yeah, because... So, he, I think he got started writing for Whedon because I think he did it for, I think, the last episode, last season of Buffy. Mm -hmm. And then the first couple, uh, or in the middle of Angel. But he kind of got... He started directing... He directed this little film called The Cabin in the Woods. And that's pretty much all you should know, because the more you know, the less you know about, the better, in case you haven't seen it. But it's definitely one of those movies that um, just kind of takes conventions and then turns them on their head.
0: It might actually be my favorite Joss Whedon film. Yeah. Um, And possibly because he didn't direct it. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that he doesn't have fine directing skills, but... um, I for some reason in that particular one everything just kind of comes together for me. It, it's mm. it's funny. It's got the horror. It's it's, uh, it's got Bradley Whitford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which um, I I I feel like just about everything is made better by a little Bradley Whitford. Yes, because um, he's essentially Bradley Whitford in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's always enjoyable.
1: I mean, get out with won a few Oscars anyway, uh-huh. but it pretty much cemented that he was going to, that it was going to get one Oscars when uh, Jordan Peele cast Bradley Whitford. Yes.
0: And movie. and Catherine Keener's No Slouch. No she not <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's a that's another great film. Actually, that's another uh you know i'm not i'm not a big horror fan horror is not my genre so much but i i love cabin in the woods and i love get out i I would put get out in a psychological horror sort of uh context
1: i would too Mm -hmm. and uh he also directed so he's connected to the bad robot jj abrams universe too i think he wrote and directed cloverfield uh
0: Oh really? Yeah, I think so. Which I have not seen. I've heard that Cloverfield w- gives you motion sickness.
1: It can. Uh, when I saw in the theater, I did get a little tipsy. There yeah, it was about ten years ago. However, that should not discourage you from watching Ten Cloverfield Lane, which has. Guard, I think, had nothing to do with it except for executive producing it.
0: Is that the one that has John Goodman in it? Yes. And it's good?
1: It's very good. Okay. And I think you can enjoy it without seeing the Little first... Field. Cool. Yeah, okay. Because
0: it is supposed to be... Is it the aftermath or whatever? It's... I don't know enough about it.
1: So apparently um, there are these alternate universes, so they're all connected uh, by this event that happens in the next movie the cloverfield paradox oh, okay. which is not good and mm. should avoid at all costs okay good to know uh, um but cloverfield's all right uh cloverfield paradox sucks but in the middle there's 10 cloverfield lane mm. uh, which i think that i want to say did damien chazelle have something to do with too i
0: i have something called the internet and i can okay. look it up so, um
1: do you have one of
0: those googles i have i do have a google okay um Ten Cloverfield Lane, uh, which has an eighty nine percent rating on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, let's see. That's directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Okay. I don't know. I think much about Giselle him.
1: may have helped with the script. Apparently, he was in town yesterday as we were recording. Oh, as, really? Yeah he uh, uh, he's promoting First Man, uh, the you Neil know, Armstrong movie. And he apparently visited friend of the podcast.
0: Damien Chazelle. Bar- uh, he's one of the co-writers.
1: Yeah. He apparently got to visit Barbara Vandenberg yesterday.
0: Ah, no kidding. Who yeah. is, well, this this is actually probably going to come out a couple of weeks afterwards, but um, the limited engagement I'm posting this weekend is uh, is my talk with Barbara, nice. who's a delightful person.
1: Yeah, she is.
0: Um. So. But yeah, so that's, that's our, our little rabbit hole. You know, it it occurred to me, um, that, uh, uh, and I don't know if I want to do this or not. We'll see. It depends. I'm, I'm one of those editors, um, with the, with the podcast that, um, I, I like to, to spend minimal time editing, um, but uh, I have heard that sometimes uh, people listening like a little timestamp of uh, of of when the actual episode discussion starts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think our was it our second episode? I think we went for twenty minutes talking about things you know tangentially related to the good place before <laughs> actually talking about the good place. So,
1: well, the only reason why I even thought about Mer, uh, uh of. Um, Joe Guyard, anyways, because his other uh, his movie, Bad Times at the L Royale, came mm-hmm. out yesterday as we're recording this.
0: Have you seen any reviews of it yet? I'm a little nervous because sometimes films that look cool like that are just it's it's like I'm glad mm-hmm. I didn't go see Hotel. What was it, Hotel Artemis or something? Uh, yeah, I didn't. I see... I heard that was terrible.
1: I didn't see that one, but apparently, um, the reviews for Bad Times at the L Bad Times at the L are very. Go from uh, good to uh, not, or good but not as good as Cabin in the Woods. Okay, which um, that's okay. Um, I think because I hold Cabin in the Woods in pretty high esteem. Yeah. I'm also told yeah. it's like two and a half hours.
0: Uh, Bad Times at the Oil. Yeah. Um, I, you know, so I have a problem. I have, I have a grammatical problem with having the and L next to each other <laughs> because it's bad times at the, the Royale. Um, and that just, that bugs me. It's an English thing, you know, bastardizing, uh, Spanish and French names of things. Cause if it begins with L, you already have the, you yeah. could have just called it bad times at El Royale. Um, so you know if you're listening producers of El royale, you already have one minus um from me but <laughs> <laughs> um i i i i do i do love a jeff bridges film mm-hmm. um he to for for me um i'm i'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent because it's it's where my my head is at the the sort of rabbit hole of that um uh he's somebody who has a screen presence that makes up for a lot of what's wrong with a film. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think of, I had just, uh, Janelle and I went last weekend to see, um, well, we saw a couple of films, but we saw one of them was the old man and the gun, which has Robert Redford. And it's a great film Mm -hmm. that I would recommend regardless, but watching it, I'm like, fucking, it's fucking Robert Redford. It's yeah. like there's there are very few actors that, you know, are still working that have that sort of presence where as soon as they're on screen you're like that's that's Robert fucking Redford yes. right there.
1: Um who is by far along with Mr. Bridges mm-hmm. and probably Bradley Cooper uh as far as modern actors go and Daniel Craig uh, probably is one of my favorites. I
0: You know, I I I think that um, that George Clooney has a little bit of that quality. Oh yeah, for for me, as far as you know, that when they're on screen, it's like you know that's mm. that's oh, it's George Clooney. That's you know they mm. they have he has a little bit of that kind of old time Cary Grant quality.
1: Yeah, I I like actors like that who are are Robert Redford's, especially since again like like pretty much sixty nine to like. 79 for Robert Redford's career is just amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I you know, it's it's that that period of time in general is great for cinema, but you also have the kind of concurrent um uh like great run for um Paul Newman. Oh yeah. And you know, some of sometimes they cross paths mm-hmm. and it was I mean, The Sting and and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and um uh basically any any time they they managed to grace the screen together is just um mm. was something amazing oh anyway yes
1: that was a wonderful tangent
0: that yeah um <laughs> so you know we were talking and and I and I have to you know I I we I think that we have slightly differing opinions on the on the on the merits of this episode, maybe it, you, you're saying to you, it felt like kind of a filler episode.
1: It, it did feel like kind of a filler episode to me, which is funny because it starts with a giant sinkhole.
0: It does, <laughs> yes, the sinkhole that won't repair itself. Yes, um, I I thought that there were some key things introduced here, though, mm-hmm. um, and which we can talk about them as as we get to them. But I do I I I think that. There, um, was a little bit less subtlety to it. It 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 because partially because it starts out with, um, with the the blackboard, mm-hmm. basically, and Chidi ta- talking about and describing utilitarianism, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of like. Essentially saying our lesson for today is about, yeah. And um, so did you know that there's actually something called utilitarianism.com?
1: <laughs> no, I was not.
0: Um, Well, there is. So it is, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, there... And we can talk about it as we're watching it. So, so I mean, let's go ahead and 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 get into it. Um, there there were some great subtle visual things in this. Um, oh, and I'm already wrong. It doesn't start with the. Um,
1: yeah, it starts with the yogurt flavors,
0: which I had not. I you know I've I've watched every episode of this, and I did not remember the yogurt flavors, which I think it is actually worth going into. uh, We're just (laughs) playing, playing a little bit because it it's, I think it's the descriptions of them are just a stroke of genius.
3: What can I get you today?
4: Whoa, a lot of new flavors. Michael felt bad about the sinkhole. So he wanted to give you all a little treat. I recommend full cell phone battery. (laughs) Whoa. It somehow tastes how I felt when my cell phone was fully charged. Oh, I'm so relaxed. <laughs> well, this might take me a while. You know what, Gunnar? Uh why don't you go ahead?
1: Thanks so much, Eleanor.
4: Mm-hmm. What well, can I get you, Gunner?
1: Hi Janet. Can I have some folded laundry? Come
0: on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. And the I,
1: realization that she's like, I was nice.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> there are some there are just some I, 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 I like the the um the 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 flavors was it clean laundry he says yes. yeah it was, yeah, it feels very secure. Um the shot of the giant board of <laughs> the, the tracking of that mm-hmm. reminds me of the dream sequence in the Big Lebowski. Yes. Where he's looking up at the at the shoes behind him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and so uh, Saddam Hussein,
1: you have Janet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Much more pleasant than Saddam Hussein. Um, Yeah, there are some great Janet moments in this one.
1: So, and as I'm sure, uh, so we, as I'm sure our listeners know, we record from Phoenix and Life Sort did imitate art like a couple weeks ago because we did have a giant sinkhole in Phoenix.
0: I did not know about this. Yeah,
1: like in 35th Avenue in Dunlap, it was like closed. For at least a week, I think um, the intersection was. Huh. And because we're got the remnants of the hurricane, which Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. we're recording now, it's of course pouring rain again, and we may get another sinkhole. Who's to say?
0: Which, yeah, there's a sinkhole cordoned off by uh, over at my work. You know, That's funny.
1: And I'm starting to wonder, like, does this mean we're going to get yogurt more than yogurt soon?
0: I, you know what? As Actually, I was eating some yogurt last night as I was rewatching this. I'm like, I've got my yogurt. I've got my good place. I'm in my good place. Mm. <laughs> and did
1: it taste like full of laundry?
0: Uh, it, it did not. It was actually, um, I, I, I had mixed flavors of tart pink lemonade and blood orange it was a great tart mix oh yeah yep it was very tasty lychee or it had mochi mochi it had mochi although i was not happy with the mochi this time they switched their mochi provider or something i don't know you know i they got to talk to their mochi guy um It was there were these like smaller mochi that were a little less you know soft and chewy and I I don't know I was I was not pleased um, the, the the mochi quality anyway that's but I I digress as I am wont to do Um so yes uh, Eleanor has the the realization fall on her that she has just in her mind made a great selfless act of letting somebody. Go ahead of her and not holding up the line, yes. um, which is it's great. The you know, she's like, I am, I'm, I'm becoming a better person, and you know, the um, so following up, the her reporting that to chidi is great too.
4: Guy behind me, and I was like, Why don't you go ahead? <gasps> Just like that, why don't you go ahead? <laughs>
0: Oh,
5: okay.
4: Dude, you don't understand. I never did stuff like that when I was on Earth. But now, thanks to your good person lessons, I didn't hold up the line. I didn't even try a dozen samples I didn't want just to spite some jerk who told me I was holding up the line. <laughs> you do that? No, Cheaty. I used to do this. So you know, I do selfless things without even thinking about it. Well,
5: that's great. I'm, I'm proud of you. So, where's our yogurt?
4: Oh, I forgot it. Oh. Can you go? I don't want to go all the way back. I ran all the way here and it was so hot. <laughs> I mean, I will happily get it because I told you I would.
0: Yeah, that's a yeah. Um so I mean, I can see I can see what you know. It's not even the opening is not the most subtle thing, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um I think that this one is more, more visually uh, in places is more visually subtle and and we'll, we'll hit that. But um, in other respects too, there's this, there is this sort of um, uh, you know, bashing us over the head with the utilitarianism theme, you know, at, at with that one point uh, the shot of Eleanor sitting there with, you know, reading the, the the book uh by john stuart mill right um and uh do so what what uh, do you do you have t- um i don't have any
1: notes so much about utility uh I, I can't pronounce today uh <laughs> util- utilitarianism utilitarianism uh so much um just that uh it's like the but I don't have a time code for it, but I, like it's very, And I didn't do much research into it, sadly,
0: because um, um, it
1: seemed pretty like it seemed to be pretty summed up in,
0: in and. It... Well, oh yeah, I did want to go ahead and, and talk about uh, <laughs> uh eerily appropriate example or something. Mm-hmm. Um So let's, let's talk about that. Um as we as we head into chapter five,
5: and suffering.
4: I like this one. It's simple. Ugh, screw all the other complicated theories. Why didn't you start with this one?
5: Ah, but here's the problem. If all that matters is the sum total of goodness, then you can justify any number of bad actions, like torturing one innocent person to save a hundred or preemptive war.
0: Oh, dude, I get it. <laughs> it's like I knew this girl, Sheila. She was a black market alligator dealer with a pierced jawbone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? Sheila was going to get married to my boy, Donkey Doug, and make a move to Sarasota. It would have broken up my whole breakdancing crew, and Donkey Doug was our best pop and locker.
4: So, I hid a bunch of stolen boogie boards in Sheila's garage and called the cops.
6: I framed one innocent gator dealer to save a 60-person dance crew. <laughs> that is
5: a relevant example of the utilitarian dilemma. Well done.
2: Thanks. Um. All
5: right, yes.
2: Can I be excused? Donnie's doing a brunch party and I want to get there before all the mini waffles run out. Go ahead,
5: man. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I love the how do you how how is he measuring the percentage of the dance crew to to um to yeah, to save a sixty percent dance crew? Yes. And and you you have the title of best pop and locker. Um I I think that's that's great. I you know what I I'm compelled to uh to go ahead and just do a little Let's see which window I have too many fucking windows open. Um to uh, go ahead and let's let's give the Wikipedia um description of utilitarianism. So, the summary of utilitarianism, uh, that already seems like too much. okay, so huh? That's a pretty pessimistic view. He talks about there being little progress in ethics. Um, that since the beginning of philosophy, the same issues have been debated over and over again, and philosophers continue to disagree sharply over the basic starting points of ethics. Mill argues that these philosophical disputes have not seriously damaged popular morality, uh, largely because uh, conventional morality is substantially, though implicitly, utilitarian. He concludes uh, by noting he will not attempt to give a strict proof of the greatest happiness principle. Um... Let's see. What does he say overall? Why? Okay. So Mill believed that happiness or pleasure which both um it this refers to Jeremy Bentham, who I guess was um uh, another person who another philosopher who uh but but apparently not the best known utilitarianist. Um so both Bentham and Mill equated pleasure with happiness, uh, and that it was the only thing humans do and uh, should desire for its own sake. That since happiness is the only intrinsic good, and since more happiness is preferable to less, the goal of the ethical life is to maximize happiness. Um, This is what Bentham and Mill call the principle of utility, or the greatest happiness principle. Um, both Bentham and Mill thus endorse classical or hedonistic forms of utilitarianism. More recent utilitarians often deny that happiness is the sole intrinsic good, arguing that a variety of values and consequences should be considered in ethical decision making. So the argument, if I'm understanding it correctly, and I might not be, somebody is welcome to um, to correct me because I have I have no uh, other than philosophy 101 mm. uh, background in in philosophy uh it's it's basically saying that that you mm-hmm. that you do make your decisions in order to serve it sounds pretty selfish in order for uh, whatever is going to make you the most happy
1: yeah and when you give yourself to the greater good, you end up being unhappy right right right
0: um, which putting it that way mm-hmm. explains to honey yes. Um, because she's constantly uh, attempting to to uh, behave selflessly—I put in air quotes—in mm-hmm. order to um, be recognized. I think you referred to it as the uh, NPR donator version of of happiness. Um, uh, you know, th- expecting the recognition for her good deeds uh, in the service of others while the result being her unhappiness. Which, to agree, Eleanor just did when she said that, look, I let someone go from me in line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. look at me, Chidi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's so... Like It is this... it's, it's
1: simple, but it's like, you do get into a lot of ethical quandaries with this. Mm-hmm. Like, you could...
0: Well, what I, I, if what if your what's going to bring uh, res, or result in your happiness does bring somebody else unhappiness?
1: Right. I, I guess we could use the most extreme example. Like uh, we could use the death penalty. Like by killing mm-hmm. off one person, it does make the population well as a whole. But in turn, one person loses their life because of this horrible thing that they did. Uh, <sighs> I yes. think like that's an extreme I feel like that's an extreme example, and maybe I should not have used it well, because
0: I, the death penalty is a is a huge can of worms ethically anyway yes it is. and um it's it seems to you know i, I don't want to talk about it for too long because i have no. my own and we don't have to but <laughs> um but I think that it's a holdover from a uh, an archaic eye for an hmm. eye sort of thing yeah um you know. It's yeah, I think
1: I, someone wrote something in Old Testament and just thought, well, oh, that could be something, or,
0: well, but there is a large swath of the population that that believes if you do something horrible such as killing mm-hmm. somebody, then you in turn should be should have your life revoked, yes, um that's not something that I personally agree with. I think that they're you know but. Um, I I think that that that, and one of the major reasons for disagreeing with that is that it it puts you in the position of not being any better mm-hmm. than the person you're putting to death.
1: Exactly, and I think what he that's the point he makes is like, yes, this is a very simple. Mm-hmm. Like Eleanor's like, oh, this is so simple, but then I'm like, hey, it does open this ethical can of worms mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that just makes things really complicated. So it's deceptively simple.
0: Yes. So. Um I think my next thing. Oh, yes. Okay. Um the category 55 catastrophic event.
6: <laughs> yes. Haven't seen Hamilton? Okay. Hey, did you hear about <laughs> Stephanie?
3: Very well done, Michael. Hi there. We have a Category 55 Emergency Doomsday Crisis.
0: Emergency Doomsday Crisis. A Category 55
6: Emergency Doomsday Crisis.
3: Mm-hmm. Sorry, what is a Category 55 Emergency Doomsday Crisis?
6: It's nothing. It's a <laughs> tiny little inconvenience. Don <laughs> dear. Could you show us to a private room where no one could see or hear us, even if I yell very loudly out of fear?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I... I would love to know if there's a show bible somewhere or something that tells us exactly how many categories of uh what was it uh doomsday crises there are uh emergency doomsday crises. Well, we know there's 54 other ones. Exactly. And what does that what, I I want to know. I'm sure somewhere out there some super fan or something has 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 (laughs) created some sort of, of fan art or something but the okay so we have the sinkhole the sinkhole is not closing and um i i like so again referring to some of the visual things in here i love the projector being this like ominous black pyramid yes um, it, it almost it, it seems uh, like the stuff of, of of science fiction epic type stuff, like it, 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 like a uh, Kubrick, Kub, uh, how do you say it? Kubrickian, yeah, uh, sort of thing, or or even uh, Stargate, maybe. Let's say even
1: uh, or the cover of a Gary Newman album or some sort. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. With with tons of voice modulation.
4: It appears that the sinkhole is
3: not repairing itself.
6: This is very bad, Janet. We have to go into the sinkhole and fix it by hand. Get the
3: tools. Sorry, can I be of any service? Ah,
0: Top uh-huh. secret. Complete <laughs> technical uh, no, manual. No, we're
6: just having a slight problem with the enormous sinkhole.
3: Yes, <laughs> I meant to tell you. I walked past it last night and I... I actually saw it get a little bit bigger. (laughs) (laughs) bigger?
6: Ah, well, that's so, so normal. Uh, This is the reaction I have when things are incredibly mundane and expected. I'm going to leave now at my regular pace, as I do in most scenarios.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The... Ted Danson's acting nonchalant while... (laughs) Freaking out is one of my favorite things throughout the show. Mm-hmm. The the tempting to keep things under wraps. This is uh, this is how I sound when things are completely okay. Um, <laughs> 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 yes, so we have now Tahani with the neighborhood complete technical manual neighborhood. So again, just insane OCD curiosity. Neighborhood is that supposed to be 12,358? Yeah. So there are then at least 12,357 other neighborhoods, but there's a W. So what does the W stand for? Neighborhood 12358W West, which means there's no Okay, that know. seems that that seemed um, well, it makes it much less interesting when you say it that way.
1: That's my theory. <laughs> It could just be code. So
0: there could be... There then would be a north, south, and, and east. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but complete technical manual, top secret. And Tahani is too tempted. I like sneaky Tahani. Finally! <laughs> um, Let's
4: get back to it. Without that chalkboard, big boy, show me what you're working with.
5: Actually, I was going to head into town and pick up some... Blankets.
4: Great. I'll grab my sweater. I can practice letting people cut in front of me.
5: You know, uh, I just realized that I have blankets, so I'm going to take a nap using the several blankets that I already have. Good night. Ah,
4: uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh. What's wrong? Out with it.
5: I'm just tired. Need a break.
4: No big deal. The way you're talking to me right now, everything's cool. No big deal. I know that move. When I told a boyfriend something was no big deal, it meant anything from... I just bought weed from your nephew <laughs> to I secretly befriended your ex girlfriend last year. Things got out of hand and now I'm her bridesmaid.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, in, in this Our case, oddly really specific.
0: Is. Yes. Very oddly <laughs> specific. Dude, you're <laughs> um, What's wrong? And this kind of sets up something that I want to come back to later. And of course, Chidi's nothing. Yeah. You know, obviously, nothing is something. Um, and this is the little bit of of Chidi's, like, Freak out and disillusionment. Um, so we know he doesn't to, like confrontation. Yeah, we do know that, and he's trying to avoid it. But but Eleanor is all about the poking the bear, um, or the philosophy professor, as it were. Yeah. But my next marker is Tahani's discovery of uh, the rankings. So which I had down at. Uh, earlier than I thought it was. My time code is a little bit off. Okay, so. So, where am
3: I? And in a sixth? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I'm so good to last. Mummy, I made you this. It's the pretty bed we saw in the garden.
0: Which is beautifully drawn, by the way It's, yeah
3: I made a bird as well I worked in reflective alloy Holding up a mirror to mankind In its mistreatment of these defenseless animals
0: Excellent, Camilla
6: I sense the influence (laughs) of Brancusi and Kapoor It seems you're moving
3: out of your structural period And more into conceptual abstraction Good eye, Mother I grew tired of objective representation I trust my audience My birdie has a hat
5: <laughs> yes, well done to honey. What's wrong? What's wrong? Okay,
0: so the fight. What's wrong? What's Stop doing wrong? that. What's wrong? What's
5: okay, wrong? fine. You want to know what's wrong? You are a full-time job. I wake up, there's Eleanor. I spend all day teaching Eleanor, and then it's good night, Eleanor. Oh, this is a nice dream. My grandma's here.
4: Wait, she's got Eleanor's face and tentacles for <laughs> some reason. I thought you liked teaching me, so now I'm just some huge burden for you? Yes.
5: Of course you are. (laughs) I am in paradise. I should be doing paradise things like going out on the lake with a good bottle of wine, reading French poetry.
4: That's your idea of paradise? You know,
5: and I I can't stop helping you because then I am shirking my ethical duty. It's an impossible position.
4: You know what? If you're so stressed from writing on a chalkboard, why don't you just leave? We can pretend to be soulmates in public, but other than that, we don't have to see each other.
5: Fine with me. I'll move out right now.
4: Fine.
6: Good afternoon. As you all may remember, a sinkhole recently opened up in the town center. The situation, sadly, has worsened. Starting right now, no one may go outside under any circumstances. Leaving your homes could result in catastrophic damage to you and to the very fabric of the universe. Okay, bye.
4: both just stay here?
0: Yes. Okay, so, obviously... It, it had to happen. Mm-hmm. They are now forced to to stay in each other's company. Mm-hmm. And there probably is nothing worse when you're having a couples fight than being unable to um, extract yourself from that yes. or give each other space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's the worst. Yes. Um, I think that it's interesting that Chidi chooses to not clean up. That is like his form of protest. Uh, the fact that he's not doing the dishes. So there is an empty yogurt cup there, I'm noticing right now. How did they get the yogurt if nobody can go outside? Do you think they have yogurt delivery from Janet? Probably. Yeah. So you think Janet would just wash the dishes, too?
1: I'm seeing some loopholes here.
0: I, I, Yeah, I'm thinking that somebody could say, Janet, do the dishes. And hmm. it would happen. Or make would... the
1: dishes disappear. And there yeah.
0: new dishes. Exactly, yes, Janet could take care of that, um, but they are not using their Janet um, oh, okay, so I think that this is leading up to the scene where they introduce the watchers, okay, um, which is uh. Is this an, is it Yep, okay. Michael comes over and announces that they're going to have guests.
6: I'd love to make small talk. I've been practicing, too. I'm amazing at it. But I, I, <laughs> I'm in a bit of a rush here. This is Bart and Nina. They live right next door to the uh, sinkhole, so they obviously need a place to stay. I was wondering, as my assistant, maybe you could put them up for a while?
4: Oh, of course. Don't oh. don't think twice. Okay,
6: shouldn't take long. Between an hour and um, 11 months. <laughs> okay, bye don't go outside. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to day three okay. of our brunch siege.
0: Brunch I siege. <laughs> night
3: to plan a full day of fun activities.
0: This is one of my favorite things throughout the entire episode Mm -hmm. is in the background, Jason coming along and (laughs) trying to like grab the mini waffles without anybody noticing. Yes. It's just, it's absolutely awesome. And like the look on his face, like trying to be very nonchalant about it, that that very subtle background, like, you know, focus on Tahani, but then out of the corner, you see Jason come in and take waffles and...
1: I can't say I blame them. No. And just because, I mean, waffles are already pretty good as this. And I don't know. Did you look at those waffles? Like,
0: they, they look pretty good. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm actually really hungry right now because <laughs> I had not had a chance to eat yet today. Uh, so, continuing on with Tahani's brunch siege. Is that yes, what you call it? You brunch call it siege? Day three. Day three. Um. Okay.
3: Just check the schedule I made, <laughs> honey. You are truly the best. Yes, you would think so. <laughs> <if you can't. laughs> Still second to last.
0: Wait. Okay, I gotta go back and see what that what that name was.
1: Oh, the name she's above. Yeah. Glenn Mart
0: Glenn Mart <laughs> William Xavier is right above her. Okay, so anyway, I I, I thought it said something that I, that doesn't seem like a real name, Mart Remph. No. Uh. Anyway, so we have more more to Honey being scarred. I I we don't need to watch it, but I think that um, so there's an exaggeration here, but anybody who has had a sibling, invariably. The uh, parents will focus on one over the other. Yes. Um. And and end up, um, you know, causing uh whether or not they're aware of it, causing causing a, a competition and rivalry, mm-hmm. um, and scarring them for life. Yes. At least the one that they're choosing not to favor. Mm-hmm. Which it's uh inter- because is it are we told at some point who is the older sister is it Tahani or
1: no i at least on this episode we know that
0: she is the second favorite actually you know what i take that back so based at least based on in the first scene between them uh, or, or with them um tahani's sister is, is pretty clearly the older of yeah. the two um, and it, it usually at least in in uh my experience or or what has been related to me is that the younger kid gets all the breaks.
1: That's true. I, I'm not the younger kid, I'm the older kid, mm-hmm. though only by thirteen months I have a sister. Mm-hmm. Uh but um my uh I always felt like my sister was the favorite one. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh it seems like you get you know, the it's like there's the when you're the first kid, there's the less knowing of how to be a parent and them figuring things out. You're like the guinea pig almost. And mm-hmm. then by the time they get subsequent children, uh, they're a little easier on them.
1: Yeah. And then like pretty much if you have more than two, then the third one is pretty much
0: gets all Away the... with everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting <laughs> the way they do it too of the auction... Uh, or the benefit rather, what is it like $5.3 million or something, yeah. or some like ridiculously high amount has been brought in, <laughs> and and Tahani's parents thinking that it's an embarrassment, yes, how much she's brought in, mm-hmm. which is just absolutely ridiculous. Yes,
1: I think we, as I said before the show, Tahani is definitely the Solange mm. to the uh Beyonce that is her sister, uh, yeah, absolutely, and um. <laughs> which solange like i like solange as an artist mm-hmm. uh i think she's great um i probably like her in some ways that i don't like beyonce because who does not like beyonce
0: i have no opinion of beyonce whatsoever
1: so, oh uh i mean she's just rules the world i just, <laughs> i'm i drink that kool-aid you you drank the Beyonce Kool I drank the Beyonce Kool Aid. And
0: Jay Z too?
1: Oh Jay Z don't even get me started on Hova, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um I think Jay Z is amazing. Really? I just um I even more so as he gets more introspective with his lyrics hmm. as he starts like in the nine so not to get off on a tangent, but so like in the mid nineties when it was still he rapped about being the gangster and, and I think as he went into his first retirement, he um realized I think it to a point that there was much more going on mm-hmm. that he wanted to do something bigger and
0: Wait, did you say his first retirement?
1: Yeah, so he retired i think in oh four with the black album uh-huh. that was his retirement okay he said he was gonna leave the game but then <laughs> he got pulled back in because
0: oh yeah because every time every time you they you, you get out they they pull you back in that's
1: true <laughs> and i'm being very general and mm-hmm. about this but especially with his last album 444 which he talks about his his supposed infidelity with beyonce
0: oh
1: um i there's just it's clever, it's introspective. it definitely comes from a real and authentic place as hmm. as, as I never that once thought he did. He's always come from this authentic place, but i there's just something there's just something about working in a genre where you're supposed to be tough and mm-hmm. menacing and all these things. And then to be 20 years later, to show yourself as vulnerable and fallible. Hmm. Uh, I find that career trajectory and that artistic trajectory just amazing. And when I I got to see him live last year before he toured with Beyonce and just, you could tell like there were some times when he was doing his new stuff that he just felt very vulnerable about Hmm. just opening himself up like that to a arena of 40,000 people, whereas he was definitely right at home when doing the gangsta stuff, doing the- Gotcha. Um, but I, um, I'm i definitely, and Kanye used to be that way, too. Uh, I think he learned a lot from the Kanye book, and then, gladly, he departed that book when, mm-hmm. about five years ago.
0: Well, Kanye's departed something. Yeah, um, Kanye's departed reality. the planet. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's yeah, interesting. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I have, uh, no negative opinion of, mm-hmm. of Jay-Z or Beyonce or Solange for that matter. Mm-hmm. I have no opinion because somehow I've just not paid attention to any of it. Um, but the way you're describing Jay-Z's progression, it actually interests me. So mm-hmm. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out for myself. Um, but I, what I love again, we're talking about subtleties here. The the line from uh, I think it's her Tahani's dad that says it um, with relation to the amount of money she's brought in. Uh, that he says, you know what that means, <laughs> which means that this has happened before. Yes, because she calls in her sister, uh, and 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 her sister auctions off lunch with her lunch, She auctions herself uh, lunch with herself off. Um and starts the bidding at at five million I think right yeah and the first people to bid the first person to bid is her dad yes which is just insane
1: yes because it you should spend five million dollars to have lunch with your daughter
0: Uh yeah 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 um and the the fact that they had it to give I you know I I do I yeah I do I do like. What's going on in this episode, and and the background on Tahani? You know what this reminds me of. Um, t- you know, it, it seems like there are certain motifs that get um, that get passed around between shows. Whether it's the documentary style of of storytelling, such as you know the Office sort of well, the British Office started it, and and of course the the U.S. Office. Uh, kept that going, and then Parks of Recreation used that device as well. I yeah. um, say Parks of Recreation because it's <laughs> and um, and, uh, and Modern Family uses it as well. Yeah, um, and then there's this sort of uh, um, backstory for the characters that's told in flashbacks that is is not certainly brand new, but the way of 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 um, the way of doing it of integrating it into the show. Um, I th- I feel like was sort of started with, um, at least in contemporarily with uh, Orange is the New Black.
1: I've never seen this show.
0: Huh. I, I'm a yeah, couple of seasons behind on it, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's in that. And then, and then here as well. Um, I think it's, it's used very well here. Uh, and I don't mind that it's a device that's used in another show. I, I even even Kimmy Schmidt uses it. Yes. Um, and to Brooklyn great effect does. as well. Yeah, yeah Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine does, does too. To agree. Yeah. Um, but it's it's you know when you start, uh, you know rewatching things like this, it's interesting to to think about. Oh, I guess, you know that's not even if the show itself has a lot of originality to it and sets itself apart in other ways, whether it's the writing or the acting some of the devices are are pretty pervasive in current yeah. television
1: it's it's like what we were saying couple, when we did the episode before this one with well, the Cheers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like how it just Cheers kind of establishes new template and everyone just kind of adapts it to, the, yeah. to, to their storytelling
0: needs yeah who is the norm who is the uh, yeah. the Carla who is who's going to be the, mm-hmm. the Sam
1: yeah. and the fact that these sitcoms don't have to just be these single 22 minute individual stories that they can mm-hmm. go for like a long amount of time
0: yeah that there can be an arc to it yeah exactly so which i yeah was that um and i i haven't watched cheers in years was, was is that one where there there were uh stories that continued over a multi-episode arc
1: yeah there were um at least there weren't like stories so as a as a season wore on which uh as i should mention that I did complete my Cheers rewatch, all two hundred seventy five <laughs> episodes.
0: I'm sorry, I, the balloons aren't rigged to come down. I know. I'm
1: real, <laughs> I'm strangely proud of this.
0: <laughs> it's I I kind of uh, you know I I get that, that <laughs> when you embark on a journey, you know, mm-hmm. at especially uh, a binge journey mm-hmm. that you've gotten to the end of something.
1: I mean, there are so many shows I have started and I have not finished. I have yet to finish my Hunter or any of these other shows, but Mm -hmm. here I am, I have finished 275 episodes of cheers, but, um, there were, um, like, especially towards the later seasons, like Sam wanted to have a child with Rebecca. Mm -hmm. So there'd be these individual compartmentalized stories that were part of a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Um, and even towards the end, Sam realizes, um, that he is a sex addict, and has this very real moment mm-hmm. uh, and then only to have it upended by the arrival of Diane into his life again towards mm-hmm. the last episode, yeah, no so it's it's funny that it's like it took like eleven years for him to realize this <laughs> <laughs> that he may have a problem, yeah, <laughs> but uh it seems to but uh yeah, they would just kind of think just. Very similarly, like every other, like Dirty Rocks and other things, they would just seem to have like these little storylines that would just kind of move around, and especially with Carla. Mm-hmm. Carla would too, like with her having kids, and like, I think she had like four kids during the series, and uh, her husband, like A LeBec and right, and, and sleeping with John Hill. And, mm-hmm. Like it just seemed to I kind of have that too, and even towards the end too, they kind of wrapped it all together, right Carl's husband comes back to visit and uh um, Diane comes back to visit, and all these little little characters from the early seasons kind of come back at the end, mm-hmm. just kind of wrap things up
0: now there's um there there's a lot less of that in Frasier. I think, okay. um, which you know, you mentioned that that you'll embark on that next. I, I, it would be an interesting exercise, I think, to watch from the beginning of Cheers through the end of Frasier because you're watching what like twenty three seasons of television. Yeah, um, yeah. Is well, is Kelsey Grammer still like uh, holding the record for the the longest running character? He's got in television.
1: He's got because he played it from like five, because he didn't come in until the third season. Mm-hmm. And then he's been playing him pretty much straight. Yeah. Because through... as soon as Cheers ended, Frazier started. Right, right, right. The other, so the other funny thing too, about the last season of Cheers is both John Mahoney and Perry Gilpin show up. Oh, huh. But as different character, like, mm. like
0: not John, who they are in Frazier. Yeah.
1: Cause in, f- and Cheers John Mahoney is like this ad man who mm. tries to write a jingles cheer, and everything he writes ends up being something like "Old MacDonald had <laughs> fun." <laughs> That's and pretty funny. Perry Gilbin shows up as a reporter reporting on Woody's
0: run for city council, uh, and thinks yes, he's the course. most brilliant politician that ever. <laughs> um, the, there's it actually bothers me a little bit the the lack of I think there there are some. Arcs as far as characters go, uh, with 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 um, with Niles and and Maris and their relationship um, that goes through that, uh, and the ending of it, of course, and um, the 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 relationship with Daphne that runs all the way through it too. Um, but then there are sometimes where the main characters have, you know, Fraser himself doesn't often have long arcs Mm -hmm. um there are a couple of mini stories you know throughout sprinkled throughout it um but in as far as um and you know they have some returning characters and so forth but it's a little more to me like uh like seinfeld was and it's compartment you know each episode is pretty compartmentalized Mm and you know except for a few arcs here and there you yeah. can just jump in wherever
1: like George with Susan I mm. don't think you need to know like last season that there was a character named Susan but right I, it does help to know where you are
0: like, yeah Well, I mean but it was also the show about nothing so yeah. it it seems like it would kind of um defeat the purpose to have an arc that you needed to know something about mm-hmm. um but yeah it's 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 interesting it, it you know there's a Certainly prior to Cheers, you know, the sitcom world, um, I was going to say say something else about Frasier. I'll I'll round back to that in a sec. Um, the, uh, like just this old, um, idea of like an all in the family kind of thing or, or, or a lot of the sitcoms of the seventies that had these very, you know, Pod like episodes where um, and that the Simpsons have famously carried on throughout their entire 30 year run with, uh, you know, again, with the exception of some like sideshow bobs and recurring, you know, story arcs in there, but they actually very consciously, there's an episode where Homer and, 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 and Flanders become friends <laughs> and they start doing stuff together and you know and Lisa like very dramatically remarks is this the end of the of of um the Simpsons feud with the what you know and then is she like remark because she keeps commenting throughout like oh by the end of this you know dad and 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 Mr. Flanders will be fighting again and uh, but you know they get to the end and it's like she's like is this the is this the end of some you know and of course the very last scene is, you know, Holly ho, neighbor, shut up, stupid Flanders. You know, it's, it's and okay. then the relief of Lisa Ah, oh, all is, is right with the the world again at the end. Um but I, I you know, if if you need to to go back and, and see um you know The Simpsons commenting on certain tropes throughout television, mm. they they pretty much hit everyone. Um Oh yeah, Fraser what is what has been bothering me lately within the last like couple of seasons and they the season I'm on right now, which is season ten, um, is they rectified a little bit, but it really bothered me for a while that Roz has a kid. You've seen Fraser before, yeah, so I'm yeah, not spoiling yeah. it. You're not all... gonna be watching it for the first time. No, no, this is
1: um no, this is not my first time okay. watching Fraser, I... but it's the first time I've watched it since the original run. It will be the first time I've watched it since the original run.
0: Interesting. Um, Anyway, the, uh, um, that Roz has a kid and then, then, like you don't hear anything about the kid for a while, like mm-hmm. you know occasionally it comes up as a plot device that's that's necessary that you know she's having trouble dating again or needs to get a babysitter and has a bulldog um but the um is it no bulldog's not the babysitter now, anyway, but it comes up conveniently when it needs to, but then there are whole runs of episodes where where it, it's like she doesn't mention having a kid at all or needing to get back home to her kid or, or whatever. It's interesting the way they, they do that. It they, bothered me. They do
1: that to a degree with Carla. Mm. But but you always know she has like eight kids and mm-hmm. they, they're a living hell. Right, um, yeah. And they're apparently like also criminals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, again, towards the end, it conveniently comes in handy that her oldest daughter, Serafina, um gets knocked up just like mom mm, mm-hmm. and decides to get married to this retired cop. Um, Who plays her daughter? Uh Leah ramini, oh, Okay, yeah. Um which I thought was really like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I was like I know it's somebody that I I remembered from from something else. Um okay. Uh well, we're already <laughs> we're already almost at an hour here and we haven't uh we haven't uh, talked about half of the show yet. <laughs> Um, Okay, my next moment comes up a couple minutes after this with um, them basically being caught fighting um, with the... We'll we'll start from here.
2: Whispering, locking yourself in the house all day. I thought I was an expert in true love because of my old job, but... (laughs) I have a lot to learn from you guys.
4: Your job? What was your job? I was a marriage counselor. You could say I wrote the book on
6: healthy relationships. (laughs) And I did. (laughs) It's called How to Spot Problems in a Marriage.
2: From a hundred miles away.
6: Oh, cool. 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 Yeah, really
0: cool. <laughs> cool. Really, really cool.
2: Cool. And what about you, Bart? <laughs> uh, well, my job wasn't nearly as interesting. No, I started a company that investigated identity theft, analyzing body language, tracking and catching people pretending to be someone they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Snooze. Am I right? <laughs>
5: <laughs> they're gonna catch us. This is an extremely precarious situation. I am vexed. I'm yes. A
0: cat- I am vexed. Cheaty. <laughs> Upset is my favorite thing. I am vexed. Um, because he can't just be normally angry. He can't be just run-of-the-mill angry. He has to be vexed. He has to be, like, intellectually angry.
1: He has to be college professor angry.
0: Exactly, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and I thought, you know, there... I remember watching this the first time and thinking, well, wow, it seems awfully convenient that that the people that um, that uh That Ted Danson is placed with with them are essentially people who would be the perfect people to out them yes, um it almost seemed like Michael knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I said Tendanson Danson because i couldn't remember his name all of a sudden, uh, but Michael knew what he was doing and and it's it's interesting, and i don't know how. How do you not know that you're fighting right in front of the a giant detector window? isn't
4: my first choice for company either, but they have no reason to suspect us. Plus, I think they may have actually just come here to, you know, swing. <laughs> I say we do it. It'll get them to stop asking questions. No, I am not going to
5: have sex with someone
4: to get them to stop talking to me. Really? You and I are very different. <laughs> yeah. no, you know what, man? I have spent every second in this place worried I was going to get caught. But if we go down right now, that's on you, okay? Oh, you spend all your time teaching a charming, awesome lady. How sad (laughs) for you. Face it, dude. I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. Because guess what, Cheaty? You basic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's the introduction of my favorite catchphrase of the show.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that thing where we're arguing and fighting but then suddenly it's like whoa this is hot and we start making out dream on or whatever fine let's just do it
5: no eleanor look
0: (laughs) 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 yeah uh, that's yeah how do you not notice that you're that you're fighting right in front of the window yeah um all right so how much
4: of that did you hear
2: we couldn't hear you but i am an expert in nonverbal communication and it is clear you are in conflict.
5: I'm not judging you. This has been a tough couple of weeks. I'm sure the, the stress of the sinkhole has caused lots of soulmate squabbles.
4: Yes, that's what it is. A squabble. We're squabbling. Squabble, squabble. <laughs> I can
5: help. I'm going to take your relationship and put it under a microscope and dig and poke and prod until you are back to soulmate harmony. <laughs>
4: Eleanor, why don't you She never does
5: the dishes. I have to do them all the time. Not much
0: prodding. We just
4: have different interests. I like relaxing. He likes getting on my case about the dishes. (laughs) I'm
2: getting a lot of repressed anger. I suspected this when I arrived, but now I'm sure you are hiding something.
4: What on earth would I be hiding? No,
2: no, no. Not you. (laughs) Him.
6: Please go back inside. It isn't safe to be out of your home. Please go back inside. Janet, could you see what's wrong? Everything. <laughs> oh.
3: My goodness. It's even worse than I thought. Johnny, what
6: are you doing here?
3: Well, everyone else might be okay staying inside, but I wanted to help, so I brought some cheer and sustenance to raise your spirits. Look, I made donut holes. <laughs> Do you get it? Donut holes, sink
2: holes.
3: <laughs> Funny, no? No.
6: Too soon. <laughs> By <exactly nine> <laughs> this sinkhole is incredibly dangerous. If a human gets too close to it, there can be disastrous side effects. Whoops.
3: What's happening to me? Oh, that's one of the side effects.
6: Janet, knock her out while we still have time. Please. Knock me
3: out? What is that
0: <laughs> <laughs> And I'm pretty sure that Janice says boop as she's yes. as she's knocking. No I I yeah.
1: pointed that out that um, I had it too that Jan is the one who does the booping. Yeah. As opposed to Tahani doing the booping.
0: Yes, because Tahani is the the infamous booper.
1: Yes. Um which um a side note, uh mm-hmm. I think it was last Friday they did a uh, interview with uh the with the actress who plays uh, Tahani uh, Jamil uh Jamil. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they mentioned is that, so she's never acted before. Oh, really?
0: I no, would which not is, have known that.
1: Which, uh, I mean, as much as we talk about Ted and Kristen, mm-hmm. uh, like she hasn't acted before either. I think she used to be a VJ for the BBC. And I think she also was a radio hostess, but she's never acted before in her oh, life. That's incredible. She's really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of the things that she mentioned is that when they were looking for someone, they were looking for a um, curvy, annoying Pakistani woman. <laughs> <laughs> and and she and, "And she's like, I could have killed my manager for <laughs> for finding someone, but so, but I felt this was in my wheelhouse." <laughs> um, but they do mention a couple other things about her too, and I recommend to anyone who's ever interested in anything to check out first the interview but uh, her Instagram page and her Twitter mm-hmm. um, she's her, she's using I think she's always used the fame she has for good but um, unlike her character um, on the show who does it just to you know boost her self-esteem and right. set herself apart from her more famous sister mm-hmm. um, she is someone who's been through like a lot and you but and it has um has had like body negativity issues and she's i think she's wrote a book about bi positivity oh really um and a lot of her instagram revolves around that too and it's been it's been interesting learning ab- more about her so i would definitely check that out
0: what was the interview for
1: oh it was for all things concerned oh, okay. it was just like one of these like we've like we told you about the horrors of the day. And I <laughs> here's, here's a little break. Here's a little break, 10 minute break of something happy. Uh, and it did, it did um, brighten up my day.
0: I'll have to check that out. I've actually, I, I used to, to listen to NPR all the time. And I've found that since like over the last couple of years now, basically um, I I can't listen for very long mm-hmm. and, and, and I will, will listen to as much as I can. But then as soon as they play a Trump soundbite, the anger level that rises in me is so just fast and, and like triggered by, by just the shit pouring out of him. Yeah. So then I just have to change it to something else. Cause other, otherwise that, that negativity just eats away at me. It's, it's insane.
1: Yeah. I've, it's one of the reasons why I find the podcast medium just so nice, just because I can, I can take a break from the, Literal shit show that's happening Mm -hmm. all around Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. which is kind of how I feel about this show, too, a little bit to a degree. Oh, it does, yeah. Well, not (laughs) I thought you were talking about the podcast. Well, (laughs) I mean, that comment can work on a number of levels. I could be talking about the podcast, which, yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, but also The Good Place, Mm -hmm. as it's a definitely a show that, um, I find like NPR and, you know, stimulates my intellectualism, but Mm -hmm, also mm -hmm. makes me laugh. Yes. And for 22 minutes just makes me forget about everything else.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is good for that. Um, well being, I think, as you were mentioning, intellectually stimulating and, Mm -hmm. and, and having something of, of, of value to it outside of just the, the humor which humor uh, is hugely valuable on its own. Anyway, um, I, <laughs> I wrote all this stuff down and there's some of it that I can't read. We, we must've already talked about this, this, uh, scene that I, um, uh, Oh, we kind of laughed through it, but what, that's what it says. Cause I thought that this said the snow is nine days but it doesn't. It says too soon by nine days. (laughs) And that Janet's specificity of the, you know, isn't, isn't that funny? Like, No, too soon by nine days. Yeah. Um, That there is actually a measure of time for which something is too soon by, I think is fantastic. Um, This is, have you seen Roxanne? The Steve Martin Martin classic? Yes. Yes.
1: I I haven't watched it in a good decade. But yeah, I have seen it many times. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, But that that reminds me, my inability to read my own handwriting um, and thinking it was something else, that there's that great scene on the porch where, where Steve Martin is out there and Daryl Hannah's already shut the door on him and he says, five more seconds and I'm leaving. And she opens the door and says, what did you say? And he's like, five more seconds and I'm leaving. And she says, oh, and then goes to close the door again. He's like, wait, what did you think I said? And she says, earn more sessions by sleeving. And <laughs> he's like, what does that mean? He's like, she's like, I don't know. That's why I opened the door to find out. <laughs> uh, yes. Good. Oh. Good old Steve Martin. He's um, that man. Oh, plus what does that say? Plus some. Plus some soul lyrics song lyrics Oh that's right Oh
1: yes the song lyrics Yes it in... keeps the song lyrics on the Yeah
0: let's let's go to that scene that's God,
1: well really
5: it's no big deal
0: It's not a big deal it's nearly always code for something is wrong
4: Boom that's what I said <laughs> I should have been a marriage counselor
2: Oh greaty out with it What is so unsatisfying about your soulmate relationship?
0: Okay, and Chidi has never had a soulmate. That that is revealed and sad. And he never had he never had a relationship, a long, you know, committed relationship, which is more than likely due to the fact that he can never make a decision. Yes. Um. All right. So then. Um. Oh, and then I I do like the the whole massage thing that's coming up. Are
2: skilled in the art of massage. Uh, not erotic massage although it can be and it often leads there anyway
0: okay
4: well you know what <laughs> you guys have given us so much to think about and i think we should go to bed J- just the two of us alone us. i know it's not the right time but i told you
6: <laughs> Tawning? wake up dear
3: oh, michael did it work did I fix the sinkhole? Am I a heroine?
6: No, you did something catastrophically stupid and we had to knock you unconscious. Why in the world did you go outside?
3: Because I saw the rankings. <laughs>
6: the manual. That manual is only meant to be seen by architects and janets. It's got some very architects sensitive material. Janets. Plus some song lyrics I've been working on and I'd rather not let people see those until they're finished. <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs> why
0: did C- I just love that <laughs> line.
6: Unravel you so?
0: A little more revealed about about uh, Michael. I'm
3: so sorry to hear of your parents passing. Please. Bear this with
0: was me actually sad. Yes, this may be. Fight.
3: To Camilla, we have left 68 million pounds, the home in Kensington, their yacht and other assorted weekend boats.
0: Assorted weekend boats? Second yes.
3: Favorite child? There's still quite a lot of uh, money and property that goes to you. There is one issue, however. They have um, spelled your name incorrectly in the will. <laughs> You've to be kidding me. It is. We bequeath the rest of our estate to tahini, like the sauce. (laughs) Do you know what? (laughs) I don't want the money. My sister can have it all. My whole life I have lived in your shadow, but now I'm going to step out of it. I am going to reach heights of success and sophistication that you can only dream of. Your cardigan's on Inside Out. (laughs) I know! It's a new trend that I am starting. Just one example of how I'm going to step out of your shadow. I'm sorry that I looked at the rankings, Michael. But I just don't understand how I'm so low. My entire life I have tried to be extraordinary, but it just never seemed to be enough.
6: And you thought you could increase your ranking by helping us fix the sinkhole. Tahani. The point evaluations stop the moment you die. But also, out of literally billions, you are one of the most remarkable people on Earth. You have nothing left to prove to anyone. Hi there. The sinkhole
3: has begun to repair itself.
6: It has? (laughs) Could it be?
3: But how? Did I? To honey, save for no,
1: you. No, no the still you. not you. You had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's now safe no, to it, It's so sad that her, it's now yeah, her parents misspelled her name. thing you know, and she didn't care enough about her to spell her name right.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was incredibly sad. And I do love the moment with her and Michael, and she's where he finally gives her the validation, really, that she has wanted her entire life. The You know, first of all, like letting her know, stop trying. There's nothing more you can do. All the rankings are done. You're, you can't improve your ranking, but you know, telling her how, you know, she is, uh, validated by being chosen from billions of people. Which, and
1: which is also telling we'll be telling in future episodes because if this, if the rankings are set, mm-hmm. Then uh, Eleanor may not. Right,
0: right, 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 right. So, um, but I do also love the way that that Michael is like, um, no, it wasn't you. Still not you. <laughs> yeah, you didn't you. do it. You not didn't you. do it. Yeah, <laughs> he can't. And yeah, Tahani's face in that is fantastic. The ugh, you know can't even <laughs> let me have this this moment. I thought that this was a nice ender. Um, with, with, (laughs) um, with Chidi and, and Eleanor, um... Morning, Morning. What's this about?
4: Well, here's what I realized. It's not just that helping me is a full-time job that you feel you have to do. The real problem is that the more you help me, the greater the chances that I can stay here, and me staying here means you'll never get a real soulmate. I'm basically a utilitarian nightmare. <laughs> every ounce of my happiness leads to a ton of pain for you. So, every time the simple fact of my existence starts to bum you out, I want you to hold this up.
2: Forgot that <laughs> the At which yeah. point,
4: I will leave you alone for as long as you need. I know we'll never be soulmates, but we're friends. Now get in this boat and read some boring French poetry. <laughs>
0: chidi's happy faces is is fantastic
5: i I, i've never actually done this before
6: this is is a theoretical fantasy (laughs) how
5: do you row a boat
6: (laughs) good as new go ahead if you want just here Woo! see you can jump up and down on it
4: hey boss so you fixed the sinkhole
6: yep good as new crisis averted everybody have a wonderful day because i fixed The sinkhole! (laughs) I didn't fix the sinkhole. I tried and I tried, but nothing worked. And then all of a sudden, this morning out of the blue, just whoop, it just closed over. Huh.
4: Huh. How about that? Well, as your assistant, I officially declare this good news. No,
6: (laughs) this is terrible news. I have no idea what caused it, Eleanor, and no idea what fixed it. I want you to come to my office first thing in the morning. You and I are going to find this problem.
0: Dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So that is the end of of chapter five of the Good Place, which is the the cate- call category fifty five emergency doomsday crisis. You
1: know, for a filler episode, we did talking off a lot about this.
0: We did because it's a good episode. It is.
1: I mean, just because it's a filler episode does not make it does not make it any less in quality.
0: No, I... At least well, in my
1: mind, it, it seemed like a filler episode to me.
0: So this... this, the, the seasons only have like 13 episodes. Right. And the thing is, and, I, and I'm sure that you have seen this from watching... From watching Cheers Which is You know A show that was done At a time When things lasted For a million years yeah. And also had 50,000 episodes a season um, And you know I just experienced This watching Rewatching all the way Through Star Trek The Next Generation And also watching Now through Frasier That with You know 20 plus episodes A season you know, Often 24 25 And above You just You You can't you know, have every episode serving a larger story. Right. Um, and that there's just, there is going to, they're going to be your bottle episodes mm-hmm. and they're going to be your, your, uh, your, your episodes where you, you, you don't get any real character story development. And this episode pretty much, you know, it doesn't really develop much outside of getting to know more about Tahani. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, uh, actually, really building the relationship of of Chidi and and oh, Eleanor, right. yeah, uh, that that those things seem to be important. But in the larger story, it's you know tangentially dealing with the the sinkhole, mm. and um, and really the only furthering is is uh is the very last scene of michael being like no this is bad we, you know something is is we need to figure out what's going on here
1: yeah it's um x files is really good at this where like there are those story episodes that serve the conspiracy mm-hmm. that, <laughs> but that's the episodes where say guest star brian cranston mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That are oh, the, which, that's a great episode oh my gosh yeah. it's so good that um those are the ones that people remember the most anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are these little condensed episodes that um, work out that uh, actually are the ones that you remember the most because I think everyone remembers that episode. I forget the name of
0: it, but it's but yeah, I mean, it's essentially yeah. speed, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that episode came out before speed came out, yes, right. Um and I remember watching that cuz I didn't see that until After Speed. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm like, huh, they totally ripped it off from this. This is this is the con- you know, Brian Cranston must keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's yeah. Uh I, that's that's important for so many reasons though too because Vince Gilligan mm-hmm. had remembered, you know, Cranston from that or at least Cranston remembered Vince Gilligan from that. Yeah. Um and that, you know, essentially from there and spawns one of the greatest shows of all time, which is breaking bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, you know, even I, I I will probably go ahead and agree with you here at the end that of the 13 episodes, this is probably a filler ish. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as they go, I think that there was a lot to it and, and really well executed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have for, place. I, I think
2: so. Do we so. have anything else?
0: Uh, no, 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 I do. I do. <laughs> um, the, uh, kind of the continued theme of, you know, in the episode before this, uh, is, is pretty cheaty heavy, uh, with the, was it this episode? It's, I guess two episodes ago, really, that, uh, was heavy with the Cheaty's manuscript. Yes. Um, and kind of like all of the things that, um, that bring cheaty joy are pretty theoretical, mm-hmm. like he doesn't actually know what brings him joy no he does not um, and as he can't is, figure it out exactly as is evidenced by by the boat scene at the end, like in his mind, something that should bring him happiness is is reading French poetry and drinking a bottle of wine and being by himself in a boat in the middle of a lake, uh, but ends up causing him huge anxiety because he can't row said boat. <laughs> <laughs> But that's going to wrap it up. Until next time, uh, yeah. See ya,
1: Fork Buddies. See ya, Fork Buddies.